0: This is Dr. David Schein, and welcome to Business Law 101. Um, As I mentioned earlier, um, meaning last Monday, is uh, we know about Aristotle and Plato regarding ethics and virtue, ironically, because of the Catholic scholars, uh, specifically St. Augustine in the 4th century, St. Thomas Aquinas in the 12th century. Uh, uh, one of the the best-known philosophers. And you can't hardly take a philosophy major or do anything significant in philosophy without coming across Immanuel Kant. And, of course, he's mostly associated with deontology. And then as we move into the 19th century, specifically uh, 1820 to 1840, you have John Stuart Mill, who, who promoted the concept of utilitarianism. Um, in the United States, from a business standpoint, a lot of business did not get overly concerned about ethics. It was, you know, the most profit for our shareholders, you know, bar none, and it was a pretty, uh, pretty interesting situation. And uh, uh, that kind of brought out. Some of you have taken my business law course, so you know that we talk about the antitrust laws. And most of you from either my course or another course at your undergraduate level uh, know that the Sherman Antitrust Act passed in 1890, and then uh, the Clayton Act passed around uh, 1912. And the reason for this is because people were not competing fairly. And of course, the most vivid example of this was uh, John D. Rockefeller, who founded what was known as Standard Oil of Ohio. And he was an overt, monopolist so the game monopoly which came out during the great depression by the way and has is the best-selling board game best known board game of all time is actually styled after john d rockefeller and the way he operated because he, he wasn't trying to play nice let's just put it that way his intent was to completely control the oil industry and uh, so it was a uh, very interesting especially cuz we're told that he he was um, um a devout uh, christian so it, it's interesting that you know he could do business in a certain manner but he didn't associate that with not being a very nice or, or religiously uh a good person to uh, the uh community around him or at least the businesses around him uh, moving past that point we we began to have more British and American writers of the modern era, the modern era, you know, from the 20th century. Uh, Most of us know who John Dewey is because he invented that system that none of us use anymore called the Dewey Decimal System to find books in the library. And I'm sure all of you, when you were in high school, uh, uh, you know, if you found a book on the, the, the spine of the book would be a, uh, usually taped on a piece of white paper that had a little number on it and a code. That is the Dewey Decimal System. And uh, but John Dewey was a great deal more than that. He is regarded as the um, the creator of the current model for higher education. He was uh, viewed as a the leader along with William James uh, of the pragmatist school, which talks about ethics from a very down to earth, hey, this is what helps us all get along. And so it's it's pretty interesting. Um, another aspect, from my perspective about ethics, was how we treat our employees. And um, the there was a very famous book written by Upton Sinclair in 1906 called The Jungle. Many of you have been exposed to this book in high school or in college. And this book is uh, is uh, is quite uh, interesting because it was a real expose of the cattle slaughtering houses in Chicago uh, during the early 20th century. There's some pretty horrible things were happening. I mean the um, if an animal fell on the these filthy floors, uh, they would just put the the, the meat back up on a hook and keep moving it through the production line. There was no real effort to, to protect people's safety, and it was, as you can imagine, a pretty horrible place to work. So it helped to highlight the way that both consumers were treated and the way employees were treated. What fascinates me about this is that we did not move at that time to create federal laws like uh, the OSHA law, Occupational Safety and Health Act, was not passed in the United States until 1970. And workers' comp laws were not did not become standard and man, mandatory um, and, and gradually were phased in in the 1920s. And there are actually still three states in the United States that do not require workers' comp. Uh, Texas is one of those three, by the way. Um, and uh, so it's, it's a pretty interesting uh, situation. This is Dr. David D. Schein for Business Law 101. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform.